Hello, Spirit and Truth family. This is Pastor Marco Salinas, and we thank you for joining us for another Spirit and Truth podcast. In today's podcast, I will be discussing Mark chapter 8, verses 22 through 26, a second touch. Mark 8 says, They arrived at Bethsaida, and some people brought a sightless man and begged Jesus to give him a healing touch. Taking him by the hand, he led him out of the village and put spit in the man's eyes, laid hands on him and asked, Do you see anything? The man looked up. He said, I see men. They look like walking trees. So Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and the man looked hard and realized that he had recovered perfect sight. He saw everything in bright 2020 focus. Jesus sent him straight home, telling him, Do not enter the village and do not tell anyone in the village. Now, whether it's a warm hug on a cold day, a hand squeeze when your nerves are running high, or pat on the back for a job well done, a little human touch can go a very long way in making us feel good. Touch can convey a whole range of emotions from reassurance, comfort, empathy, love, and compassion. And we can identify different emotions through touch as effectively as we do via facial expression. At least that's what clinical psychologist Amanda Gordon says. I'm talking to you about touch today. Touch is a sense that makes us feel connected physically and emotionally and boosts our well-being. Research shows that touch can benefit our overall health as well. Dr. Gordon explains this. She says, There are various chemicals that are stimulated by physical touch both in the giver and in the receiver. The feel-good chemical, oxytocin, is one of those chemicals. Dr. Gordon explains, we have receptors in our skin that send messages to our brain. And so, when touch is given appropriately, the benefit affects everyone from newborns to new moms to the elderly and to the isolated. Studies show that human touch promotes healing and health and well-being. Human touch initiates bonding. Human touch soothes and lowers stress, it relieves anxiety, and it promotes overall happiness. Now, if all this can result from human touch, imagine what a touch from God, the God of creation, can do for somebody. You see, God doesn't just promote healing, but He brings healing. He initiates bonding, but He also breaks bondage. He doesn't just soothe and lower stress, but He brings a peace that passes all understanding. And I would argue that there is not one among us that has not experienced the powerful touch of God in our lives. And it was this very touch that the blind man in our scripture narrative needed. But there was only one problem. He was blind and he couldn't find his own way, his own way to Jesus. And it would be up to others in the context of a relationship that would lead him to the touch that he desperately needed. And we're living in a culture that is craving relationship. A Gallup poll said that Americans are among the loneliest people in the world, especially during this global pandemic. There was a Starbucks card uh, that read, Create community. Make a difference in someone's day. The back of that Starbucks card said, When you work at Starbucks, you can make a difference in someone's day by creating an environment where neighbors and friends can get together and reconnect while enjoying a great coffee experience. Starbucks sees itself in the business of doing more than selling coffee. Starbucks believes its corporate purpose is to create environments that connect people so meaningfully that it changes the quality of their lives by being together, by the human touch. And so we are a culture that is craving relationship. 
And in the middle of our crowded existence, many people are actually living very lonely lives. So here's the big deal. When we reflect Christ to others, we are, and when we bring others to Christ, we are, like the friends in our scripture narrative, facilitating a special touch in a person's life that only God can bring about. And so, like the blind man's friends, we too must be willing to lead others to Jesus. So this account reveals the type of people that God is sending our way. I want to ask you this question. In our scripture narrative, the Bible says that he, Jesus, put spit in the man's eyes, laid hands on him and asked, do you see anything? The man looked up and he said this, and I find this interesting. He said, I see men. They look like walking trees. So my question is, how did the blind man know what trees or men look like? What was this man's point of reference? Now, apparently, the blind man wasn't always blind. Something happened to him along the way that caused him to lose his sight. And it was only when others led him to Jesus that he would recover it. This account reveals the type of people that God is sending our way. God is bringing backsliders home to the church. And God is bringing those that have tried religion but now need the power that only comes from a touch from God. And your witness to others is so vital now more than ever in bringing men, bringing others to Jesus to facilitate and for them to encounter the touch that only God can give them. The next thing that this account reveals is that your relationship with others and the church must always be a safe place to share God's great works. The Bible tells us in this scripture passage that Jesus sent this man home and he said something interesting to him. He said, do not enter into the village where you were in in Bethsaida and do not tell anyone in that village either what has happened to you. So the question is, why wouldn't Jesus want this blind man to go around telling everyone that he was healed? Now, if it was us, I know I'd I'd be quick to go to Instagram or Twitter and, and post about this miraculous thing that God had done. But here's the thing about Bethsaida, the town where this miracle happened. Bethsaida was a town of fickle and narcissistic people that Jesus would actually condemn. He condemned them in Matthew 11 and 21. He said, Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre or Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it would be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. So although Bethsaida was or saw Jesus' miracles and, and, and received his blessings, most people in that town, that city, did not believe in him. And so the reason Jesus told this blind man to stay out of Bethsaida is the same reason the lost, the backslider, and the new convert needs your leading hand in touch and relationship into the master's hands for touch and relationship with him. It is because they need a place where the blessings and the miracles and the miraculous things that God pours out into their lives, into our lives, won't be stolen or undone by the doubt and unbelief of this day by the doubt and the unbelief that was similar to the time in Bethsaida. The enemy has only come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. His job is to snatch the seed that is planted in others' hearts. But our church, our lives, our connection to others is an alternate route and a safe place for God's works to be celebrated, received, and nourished. So let's facilitate God's touch and yea, even a second touch in the lives of others.